This is Wisdom from the Wardrobe, brought to you by Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to our soggy Seattle day. It's your style team where we like to talk about style and have a little bit of fun. Uh, this is Wisdom from the Wardrobe. Let's introduce you to the team. First up, we have the Baron of Bouge himself, Bruce. Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Baroness of Bylines, Beck. Hello. <laughs> it's very refined, Beck. I like it. Yes. Well, I'm um, trying to keep it simple. You know. <laughs> well, she's a, she is a baroness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Missing today is the sensational Stacy. She should be back with us next week. She is traveling, but um, we miss her and we'll see her next time around. And I am Lady P, apparently. <laughs> Lady P in the hizzy. Full of purpose and poise, I guess. There I don't you know. Go. That's right. Oh, I like it. It's better I'll give than myself saying you're kudos. pumped. You know what I mean? We don't want to say that. If you say that, you might get a kick. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so no more poise after that. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, All right. Well, let's kick the show off then. Beck, what do you have for us in the news today? Well, what I have in the news today is kind of a big deal, I think. Uh, Fabio Zambarnardi. He is uh, basically, he is the design director at Prada and he is stepping down. Um, so he's oh. basically sort of <clears throat> been in a really key role since 1990, but he's worked there since 1980. And he, um, he, he started in his shoe department and then he sort of took over everything. What I didn't know is that Prada and Miu Miu are tied together. I didn't yes. realize that they were mm -hmm. partners. So see, mm -hmm. I learned something. Isn't um, it um, like the daughter is Miu Miu and the mom was the well, start yeah, of it? Because the it's a family tie, is, right? right? Yeah, the woman's name is Muchia Prada and it's M-I-U-C-C-I-A. Mm -hmm. So Miu right. is the beginning yep. of her name. But I never made the connection before. So anyway, just interesting. But, um, you know, he's the one who did those little teeny tiny Miu Miu skirts. And he's the design director for both Prada and Miu Miu. So I'll be curious to see what happens when he steps back to see kind of what happens with those brands. Because I feel like some of their stuff lately has been really inaccessible to a lot of people. Unless you want, you know, a three-inch skirt. So um, it's, it's not a brand that I go to or covet you know, because mm -hmm. it's just not my style aesthetic. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Yeah, it's when, interesting. Prada has actually um, gone through a lot of interesting iterations. You guys remember when it first came out, you know, um, Mutual Prada, it was like black and it had the red strip and like everyone had to have that i mean it was like it was all, those loafers those it like was the chunky loafers that chunky loafers. black loafers had a little red strip yeah. and then they came out with and i mean it was amazing i mean it was like everything was like black tech with like this red thing that just said product mm -hmm. we were like i gotta yeah. have it i gotta have it you know? There was a lot of nylon bags and stuff like that. I'd love to bags. say that I'm not old enough to remember, but unfortunately, <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you bring that up, though, Beck. That, that you know that he's stepping down. It seems to be in the news a lot lately that there are a lot of people stepping down from their creative director mm -hmm. roles from a number of different brands. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head, but it seems to be the last couple of months there's been a lot of transition when it comes to these roles. So um, I wonder why that is. 
I don't know, but I mean, it kind of really maybe you just kind of hit a hit a level and you just feel like you can't be creative in that role anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know, you look at people who do things like like I'm gonna use this example, but like the Rolling Stones, clearly they don't need the money, but they keep touring. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes and they have a new album. just have right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes maybe these creative people feel as though they're tenure at one place has been exhausted and they are still looking for other creative outlets and mm-hmm. they need to go elsewhere for it. I don't yeah. you know. It's just a theory, but. And as someone that was in that industry that did the creativeness for a brand, um, it, it can become a little exhausting and you have a tendency to kind of want to go back a little bit to your roots of maybe something that worked, but then you get a little pushback because everyone wants you to keep moving forward. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, when we did this, if we just kind of tweak a little bit, it was really great. And it's just really, I'm sure there's a little bit of that. Because, you know, kind of what you see out in the stores, but stuff on the runway, it's like, what's really going to, like, bring it to the, those brands to the next level? You know, I think it's one of mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, it, yeah. it can be if exhausting. Can get in the, you're flying the wall in those conversations in those yeah. rooms where those decisions are being made. Yeah. yeah. yeah fascinating but yeah. um wonder if it was a well, quick uh, step down or a push down you know what i mean it's like you never know i think when somebody's been there that long it's probably a decision on their own to yeah kind of that's like what i would spread think. their wings a little but who knows i mean we're just speculating because it's fun it is <laughs> <laughs> speaking of and high fashion point, what are we talking uh-huh. about today well it just so happens we are talking about high fashion today we are going to talk about the fall winter 2023-2024 trends um now i just want to put a caveat on this conversation before we even start when we talk about the trends from this we're talking about the high level runway shows this is not the stuff that's going to trickle down into the stores we're going to talk about that on another show well i think it will trickle down but in a different way and so it'll be interesting to see what happens but what what we're gonna what i mean by that is what we're talking about today is the the sublime the ridiculous the (laughs) out there potentially however you as an individual feels about the fashion you know when we talk about fashion and style they're two different things fashion is the high level stuff that comes down the runway Mm -hmm. then you've got your trend and then you've got style which is where we concentrate mainly um but yes i just want to preface that because some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about like yeah i don't see that coming down the runway so yeah we're right. gonna that's our conversation well you for see today. it coming down the runway but you don't see it probably would not see it i the mean street. the runway yeah. of like bellevue Life. or seattle <laughs> absolutely it's, you know, the runway of the mall we're not yeah. necessarily gonna see maybe we will maybe we'll be shocked but um there's a couple of those i'm just like yeah i don't know about that yeah. and if stacy was here she would say winter uh 2020 fall winter 2023 hates would. but let's just jump straight into it so the first one we're going to talk about is not actually well it's a trend but mm-hmm. it isn't a clothing specific piece it's actually a color yeah so bold bright and beautiful red is going to be according to the experts which we are kind of we are experts, but um, we're not, is going to be one of the right, really hot colors for the season. Um, you know, neutrals are still growing in popularity and black is kind of a mainstay, but the the clothing that came down the runway the, the, um, from a lot of designers, there was there was definitely a punch of that red in nearly every collection um, for that bright bulb moment. And 
you know, red is going to have a moment this season. I, I, this is one of the ones where I think this is actually something that will translate into the to the stores, but we'll see in a couple of weeks what's actually coming in. But it was nice to see that kind of scarlet red mm-hmm. come down, and it was coming down in really interesting silhouettes. And we'll get into those later. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to preface it what those were because it's part of the the other trends. But when you looked at some of the collections, you know, you had Alexander McQueen whose collection was mostly black and white, but it had, you know, it did have those punctuations of flashes of red in it, which was kind of interesting. Um, you had the likes of Jacquem and Christian Christopher Kane. They had really interesting silhouettes come down in that scarlet red. Um, so I know that there's been some fashion shows locally that have had kind of red be one of those prominent features. Um, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's actually gone from, you know, there was a really like true scarlet blood, like bright, bright red, um, even to like the darker, more, well, we'll say more blood reds um, as well. But, but even interesting, this jumped whole... on board the red, yeah, you know, which is know. not something that you think of them. They're usually a little bit more understated. Yeah, but there was a lot of it. I, you know, the, I mean, the list was long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, uh, you know, frills and poofs and latex and all sorts of different things coming down in red on the on the runway. And it was, like I said, there was, you know, I think there was a there was at least seven that I saw that were red, mm-hmm. um, had red in their collection. So that's that's quite a big number. That it kind of tells you that that's something that is, you know, high on the priority list for these designers for this season. I like it. There you go. Yeah, me too. All right. All right, mm-hmm. let's do one more. Okay. All right. The next one is a cut above. So we, there's been a, a big conversation lately, um, the last few months or so, about this thing called quiet luxury, um, where, you know, it's more, and I would say that kind of this conversation has come about a little bit because of characters on the TV. You yeah, know, which if anybody is watches things like Succession with mm-hmm. the character Shiv Roy, um, there was a few others where there was that kind of, um, power play and the clothing kind of re- reflected that, but there weren't bright um, colors and there weren't flashy logos brandished and around in those, even though those characters were clearly kind of in that monetary kind of field, if mm-hmm. you like. Right. Um, so that's kind of filtered down. And so the wardrobes were more muted colors with crisp silhouettes and the way that's kind like of really structured clothing, which yeah. is just and my jam. Yeah. And kind of like, everything you looked at had this feel of like sumptuousness mm-hmm. about it. And so the impact of that is translated on the runways with the designers sending models down with things that with, and this is not my phrase, it's somebody else's stealth wealth suiting, right? right? So Gucci had oversized blade, blazers. Prada had sleek high-waisted ankle pants with a slightly oversized blazer. You had Bottega Venta with slouchy trousers um, and then a blazer that almost looked like it was back to front. There was no buttons down the front, but the, the pockets were on the front. So there was just all this kind of new feeling of suiting, but no logos, no brandishing, muted colors. And just uh, one that I found really interesting was the row. They had a jacket and it looked like it was tucked into the pants. Um, color wise, yeah. there was lots of grays and beiges and soft blacks. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. I'm, I love it. I mean, I love a good suit in peace. Anybody that knows me knows I love a good blazer, as does Beck. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, and I just like this. Um, 
this idea of the quiet luxury. And when we, when I think about quiet luxury, it, I feel like then it becomes more accessible for the everyday person to feel as though they're dressing without yeah. elevation, without right. having the need to spend that high level on designer pieces. But that's just my thought. Well, it's mind. interesting that um, we'll ha- do this point, then take a quick break. But um, that quiet luxury is, we talk about this all the time. It's the tonality of dressing. It's that simple, sophisticated, modern, you know, not over the top. I mean, it just mm-hmm. looked beautiful. And then, of course, one of my favorite fabrics, cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of plays into one of the other trends that we'll talk about when we come back after this yeah. really quick break. So, yeah, all right. stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wisdom from the Wardrobe. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Welcome back to Wisdom from the Wardrobe. This is your silly style team. (laughs) We are having a conversation this week about the trends that came down the runway for fall, winter of 2023. We've already kind of touched on quiet luxury and the bold color of red. And um, yeah, just kind of just a reminder that this is about the fashion stuff that came around the down the runway, not necessarily what's going to be translated into the stores later on this season. But all right, the next one, I like this one, and I've, I've got a, a, an interesting perspective on this one because it's um, it's called tiebreaker, right? Mm. And um, gender roles have been kind of blurring for a while now. We've talked about how Harry Styles has been kind of you know bending the rules of gender mm-hmm. um, fluidity with his clothing, and so this is definitely something that is continuing to evolve. And now, while we're changing kind of the way we think about clothing and designers are looking at ways of reevaluating and kind of looking at power dressing in new different ways so what they decided to do was send ties down the runway Mm. which you know as as an idea that this is gender you know bending or blurring or however you want to look at it so they're using the, the the tie the the lowly tie as a kind of subvertive gender code rather than having people wear masculinity as a badge of honor. Right. Um, I have to say, what? I like this trend because I'm currently obsessed with a show called Heartstopper on Netflix. <laughs> P.S. Watch it. But it's it's mostly set at a boys and girls grammar school in England. Okay. Uh-huh. Pamela can explain that, but they uh-huh. all wear ties. And right. so this is like, exactly oh, where I was going I with this. I can totally get behind this look. Yeah. So. so this is why I find this really interesting that, that suddenly this is a wearing a tie, regardless of who you are, is gender blurring. As everyone can tell from my accent, I grew up elsewhere. Right. So we went to school and we wore a uniform. And part of my uniform was that I wore a tie every day. Didn't matter with your, what your gender was. It was just part of your uniform. Both so, tie or straight tie? Straight, straight tie. Interesting. With a little Straight tie. Plaid skirt or plaid pants? Uh, no, no, <laughs> just it was either navy, black, or gray. Wow. And, you know, white shirt, the tie color of whichever house you were mm-hmm. assigned to. So mine was uh, kind of blue, royal blue. Um, but yeah, so 
this whole idea of gender blurring being a new thing is, you know, yes, it's more kind of mainstream here. But I just thought it was interesting that a tie is the way that this is coming yeah. down the runway as like, okay, dis- diminishing the kind of badge of honor with a masculinity with a working wardrobe. But um, my favorite look for this though was Alexander McQueen, where they paired it with court, you know, a corset top, a strapless oh, corset yeah. top with a mm-hmm. white shirt yeah. under it at a tie. I'm like, I'm so doing that. Yeah. I just loved it. It was just, I don't know, there was just something really cool. Speaks to my inner kind of BA. Um, Valentino had it, had ties with feathers and frills. And so, you know, this one is, I don't know, it's fun. And I'm sure Bruce will be super happy as he rarely is seen without a tie. <laughs> yeah, I wear ties all the time. So <laughs> we know you do. All right. The next one, party in the back. And not no, we're not talking about a mullet. <laughs> so, oh, I know, right? <laughs> we'll talk about accessories, hair, et cetera, in coming weeks. But party in the back. So anybody, anybody that's looking for a bit of glamour, um, this is trains and tails, basically, mm-hmm. with a modern update. So if you think um, Machino had kind of punk versus princess, Hubert de Givenchy had fluttering trains on midi dresses. So um, basically this one is about, you know, just any kind of that elegance of, you think wedding dresses with trains in the back or a mm-hmm. tail coming from the shoulder. There was just just a lot to kind of unpack with that. And this one also plays into another trend sorry another kind of um fashion thing that came down the runway but yeah there was i don't know it might be i don't know how easy this will be to wear (laughs) to be honest me in a train you're gonna trip over it tripping all over the place (laughs) although you gotta love Mm -hmm. the uh uh, carolina herrera one yeah the carolina herrera one was lovely so it was a dress over trousers Mm -hmm. it was a yellow and white stripe kind of bustier top with that you know the the interesting that those were black pants well you know whatever my favorite actually of that was valentino they had this simple buttery yellow dress that Mm -hmm. um came you know just kind of a split through the front but then the, the dress kind of trailed out i didn't love the black kind of heavy boots that they put on with it, but they paired it with a tie. You just like that one because it had a tie. It had a tie. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the simplicity and the kind of the feel of that kind of elegance of that dress. But it, you know, it was just interesting. I had a little bit of green in that yellow too. So kind of a real subtle, subtlety. Yeah. You know, I liken it to kind of a, 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 a uh, pat of butter, you know, yeah. kind of real, you know. Um, but anyway, so that yeah. one was interesting. Um, okay, <laughs> does anybody have this one? Back to life, back to reality. The anybody name that show. song? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I can totally back sing to it right now. Uh, no, me too. One of my favorite bands from bygone times. But anyway, um, so we've had many seasons of kind of that theatrical um, fashion. Designers are, are kind of making a shift and they're pairing back. Um, with what they're talking about as forever pieces, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time, that this is how you should really build a wardrobe is with those classic pieces that right. are going to be mainstay. So this seems to be a, a big thing this this time around. Classic knits, smart skirts, well-cut coats, and good old denim. So all the things that you should really have in your wardrobe anyway, this is, you know, but kind of this is more of a, 
subdued moment wasn't without a few wow moments but you know the way they had kind of luxe leather Miu Miu had pantless styling with this option too I don't know how the pantless goes with those timeless classics but (laughs) there you have it but I'm excited about this trend that you can put a see-through skirt with a cardigan Right. You know what I mean? Yes. That sort of yeah, I, funk like it I up say, a little bit. Yeah, you can if that's the way you want to to dress. But yeah, I, I like that they're seeing more of these kind of core classics come in and be something that they sent down the runway. Obviously, very luxurious. But um, yeah. All right. The next one. This will I also be- I have to say the one thing about this that I found interesting is that they seem to be pairing it with really oversized bags yes. too. like if you look at what Loewe and Bottega Veneta did they had mm-hmm. huge bags that went down with it that just sort of seemed out of scale with what it yeah. was and so I thought that was an interesting like yes they're probably beautiful and buttery leather but they just felt overwhelming to me yeah. so and that's maybe the point is just that kind of adding something abstract with something those core classics just to make it feel like it's yeah. a twist on something different yeah I suppose that's true. um all right the next one is court life um the the big brands named it something else i'm going with court life so this is think about <laughs> silhouettes from centuries past so you know this could have something to do with the passing of queen elizabeth you also mm-hmm. had vivian westwood last year who passed who was always you know coined kind of those centuries old um romantic type styling and then you know the big but sort of over Bridgeton. the top like these are not simple clothes these no, are like no. frills yes. and ruffles and a yes lot of, but think about you know lot. there's a lot of like <laughs> voluminous leg of mutton sleeves and gargantuan oh, yeah. crinoline skirts and yeah. they're not heavy fabrics that, that would have been used centuries ago they're definitely lighter but some of those silhouettes you know lots of volume through hips which is great for somebody who you know is potentially a um inverted triangle you know so but just it harks back to centuries old where you look at those kind of period dresses that's why i get all excited about it i wouldn't wear it but i i love it um so that was an interesting one we'll see how those shape out for if you pardon the pun um coming up um this one i just thought was a little odd blow up oh my gosh the big <laughs> kind puffy. of soft it's like big. taking yeah. puffer you know, quilted things without any seaming. So I they're know. just right. swollen clothing. Right. Yeah. You know, if some of them feel like they they took a, you know, a balloon pump and pumped these things up, mm-hmm. but they're soft cocoons for the season, big puffy silhouettes. You had uh Dion Lee had this pink sheer plastic jacket and literally it mm-hmm. looked like somebody had blown up the sleeves on it and but you could see the clothing through it. Yeah. So um you know Prada had a padded Kind of yeah, skirt. I did not love that Prada thing. It just it made that model look like she was just oversized. I don't yeah. know. I I don't know that I'm going to be dressing in something that's going to add. Okay, you know, can you imagine sitting in your car yeah. in something that was puffy like this and try to get your no, seatbelt over? Warm and cozy. I mean, <laughs> be warm that, and cozy, but you might not be able to move or drive. I know, right? Yes, well, so, you know, Rick Owens had some interesting shapes with his puffy stuff that he did too. But you know, right. we're talking puffers on steroids is really how it feels. Yeah. Um, and then there's the next one, which is underdressed to the nine. Stacy will which love has been this one. For a while, <laughs> it honestly. has. But it's oh, but it's dressing. gone to a new, new level. New I saw level. a great yep. quote from someone on this um, about this style, <laughs> about this trend. It said, "Superman is the only one allowed to wear underpants on the outside." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, apparently less is really oh my more this God. season. So some designers are taking the, a very literal approach to and taking it down to underwear mm-hmm. to the next level, you know, for skin bearing. Um, supposedly this is supposed, you know, sensual, but sophisticated. But, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. apparently barely there slip dresses and lace sh- To me, that is not sensual. When you can see everything on display, there's no secret. There's no mystery that takes away the you know and i'm sorry but gucci completely lost me with their look they sent down which is a you know essentially a string bikini under a sheer black thing but the flip-flops they sent down were like (laughs) fur on the bottom with like like eric's look you guys just see the look eric's face right now he's like what (laughs) would you be slipping and sliding all over the place yeah it's not a good look i mean it honestly it looks like something you'd see a caveman wearing it just makes no sense to me (laughs) well what's interesting is when you think about it this barely wear stuff and wearing those slip dresses and whatnot for fall and winter for fall and winter yeah I know. It's like you look can at what freeze. it is outside. It's freaking freeze. It's like I know. And like yeah. I said, oh it's sunny Seattle. So oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah. That one is a big no-no for me. But um, I'm sure Stacy will be on board with it. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, there are definitely others that we could focus on, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the foundational wear stuff, I think, ties back in with that kind of more classics that are coming down, um, you know, from vest tops and jeans and mm-hmm. simple jersey dresses and wearable ele- elevated um, dressing in general. Some other things that were kind of to note were, you know, uh, obviously, we've talked about business styling, but silver lining, you know, silver um fabrics for the season mm-hmm. makes complete sense to me because we're going to end up in the holiday season but right. um leather is one that i'm excited about i hope we, that we see a lot of this coming into the stores and not just you know pants or skirts we're talking about shirts and dresses and trousers and so i'll put my hand up and say yeah i'll be all over that like you know um butter on a bagel uh, <laughs> i not have anything else to say <laughs> but yeah but I think, you know, I mean, we could keep going and going and going, but I think that's probably all that we have time for this week. But we will follow up this conversation with kind of what's, you know, more the the trend as opposed to fashion, what we're going yeah. to see in store and how we can incorporate that into our style. But if you're interested in finding out more about what came down the runway or what trends might work for you, you can definitely connect with us at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or you can find our style inspiration on our Instagram page, Michael Bruce IC. Well, there you go. Well, that That's was the <laughs> crazy fall trends, uh, fall winter trends. And uh, it'll be quite interesting to see actually what happens in stores. That's like my favorite part. Yeah. Okay. How That's did everyone interpret the, yeah, the reality yeah, cool. of it? So yeah, well, I don't th- know that there's many of those high fashion ones that I'll be rocking this year. Maybe. There might be elements of it, but the tie is definitely coming. The tie is coming. Okay. We'll be waiting for the so, tie. Yeah, Bruce, you can go out and go find me a, a cool tie, please. I'll just look great. in my closet and find you a cool tie. <laughs> no, I don't tie. want one of yours. I want my own. <laughs> All right. We'll All right, find well, you a cool it. tie. Yeah. All right. Till next time, everybody. Right. We'll see you next. See you guys. Bye-bye. If you like what you're listening to and want to learn more about the team, get some great style inspiration and useful style tips on how to elevate your personal style, you can follow them on Instagram at Michael Bruce IC. That's Instagram at Michael Bruce IC. Thanks for listening.